Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I'm very grateful for this um, opportunity. I'm honored to be here. Men and women of God, I salute you. Standing here is not a joke. We thank God for grace. Amen. So um, I'm also going to share on the theme of prayer. And I will be talking about my experiences with God and how um, I have encountered God in various ways through prayer. And first of all, one thing that I have noted about this ministry since I joined from KCFJ so now is um, with something Apostle has always been teaching us, which is um, initially it was go to God. Any time you go to Apostle with any issue, tells you to go to God, and he's praying behind the scenes with you. Now, he will still tell you to go to God, but he's also telling you that I'm praying about it, and then we'll know what to do. And for me, this has always drummed home the importance of fellowship with God, and this is like the backbone of this ministry, as I have known it to be, that we don't take any decision without God. And so at this time that we have to talk about prayer, I believe that it is very critical for us as members of this ministry. Amen. So one thing that um, I've learned about prayer is that, that I didn't know for the long time. I was, I, I was raised Catholic until I joined Ashesi and joined KCF. Um, I knew that God speaks to us. I, I, didn't, sorry, I didn't know that God speaks to us. I knew that I could speak to God through prayer. But I didn't know that God would speak to me, and I could actually hear. And I didn't know that there were different ways that God could speak to me. I thought God speaks through the prophets, he speaks through the pastor, that's why we have them. And then they come and share the word, and they prophesy to us. But in my walk with God through this ministry, I learned that God is able to speak to every single one of his children through different ways. And until you develop that habit to hear from him, to actually firstly know that he longs to speak back to you when you speak to him. So when you go to God in prayer, it's not just about you um, um, just talking, 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 but you also wait on God. In this ministry, we, we've learned so many times how to wait on God. We go and wait every now and then because we've learned that it's so critical. And this is one thing that um, has helped me in my journey with God. This, this past week, one thing that an encounter I had with God, I was just lying down in bed. Um, I usually don't wake up too early in the morning to go to work. But I was lying down and God just reminded me of um, something my mom used to do when we were children. Um, and I'm sure a lot of us have parents that used to do or still do that for us. 
in the middle of the night or at dawn, you hear your mother praying, and they are mentioning the names of their children, and they are praying for your future, and they are praying for um, everything concerning their children. And they were so consistent in doing these things. And God said to me that it's time for you to rise up. You are a mother. You are a wife. And God is telling us in this church today that it's our turn. It's our turn to rise up. We are the mothers of this generation now. We are, we are aunties. If you're not yet married, you still, have, you still have a role to play. We cannot continue depending on someone's prayers. Our pastors are praying over us. Apostle is praying for us. But, but the reminder God gave me, I believe it's a reminder for all of us that it's time to rise up. It's time Amen. for us to rise up and stand in the gap for the homes that God has given us, for the marriages that God has given us, for the children that he has given the children he's about to give us. It's time that we pray over the husbands that he has given us. And we, we basically, God is saying that it's time for us to rise up in prayer. Amen. And we, one thing that he also mentioned to me is that we, we have, have be, okay, personally, I have become um, involved in so many things. Um, trying to make sure, okay, the children have what they need. Oh, your husband is fine. Church, you are doing your protocol duties. You are doing everything you are supposed to do. But what about me? God is asking, what about him? You are doing everything at work. You are working excellently. You are, you are taking care of the home. If you are still living with your parents, you are helping out. Oh, because you are a child of God, you want to be obedient and everything. So we are, we've become busy with all the issues of life. But God is asking and he's calling us back to that place of fellowship. He's calling us to the place of intimacy. He wants time with us. And it's very easy for us to quickly tell God that, okay, but I pray. You know, um, you, you understand that there are so many things that I have to do as well. And I still make some time to pray. But the thing is, just some time to pray, most of the time, is, first of all, most of the time it's not consistent. And we're not intent on what we are doing. And so sometimes you don't see the things that you want to see. We are being called to a place of consistency in prayer. God wants us to be consistent in prayer. So personally, what I intend to do is if I wake up at 6 a.m. every weekday, I'll do an hour earlier so that I can spend time with God before I start my day. I want us to read... um, I want us to read a scripture about Jesus. The Bible says that he woke up a great while before day, before to pray. So let's read um, Mark 1, 35 to 39. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Amen. Amen. So from this one, we realized that Jesus would wake up early in the morning to go and pray. He goes to spend time with his maker. He goes to spend time with his father. Why does he do this? He goes to receive strength. He goes to um, fellowship with his father. He goes to receive the agenda for the day. But if we just wake up and we do everything else and we forget the most important thing, 
then as you are going through life, if you hit any hurdle, are you now going to turn to God? The one that you, you, you didn't ask him what you are supposed to do for today. So really, what are you going to ask him when you hit a challenge? But if um, you go to him in the morning, you know that you've committed your day to him. You know that you've, I mean, if it doesn't have to be in the morning, if you set time and you are consistent, and you know that this week, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is um, where God is leading me to. Or sometimes you may not know immediately, but he will direct your affairs just because you are maintaining fellowship with him. So it's very critical that, so you realize that when Jesus goes out, there were things that he did that his disciples couldn't do. Because he spent time, he was consistent, he was intentional about it, always. And I believe that if we emulate this life of Jesus, we would see a lot of progress in our lives. Amen. Um, I also want us to, um, so we'll read First Thessalonians 5.17 says that we should pray without season. And so I just want to remind us that that scripture is there for us. We are supposed to pray without season. One thing that I'm, when someone shared with me in this ministry about praying without season is maybe we can't, I mean, if I'm going through my day, I may not be able to typically pray every now and then. But there are times that you can just be praying in your heart. You are driving to work. Maybe you are with people in the car. Maybe you are in a trusty. You pray in your heart. You are just praying to God. You are speaking to him. You maintain constant fellowship with him. And you are listening. And you are trying to catch what God is um, telling you. Basically, we have to be intentional to pray. Romans 8.26. Let's read from Romans 8.26. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen. Amen. Now, um, praying without season is not easy because we're human and we have a spirit and, you know, prayer is very spiritual and all of that. It's not easy, but the scripture says that we have a helper. And so, um, and to be able to do this effectively, let's rely on the Holy Spirit. Let's rely on this helper that God has provided for us to help us. To, we'll pray to him that he should help us so that we remain consistent in our prayer life. Amen. Amen. So, I just wanted to share an experience I had some years back when I was in Ashesi. So, when I joined Ashesi first year, I was living in um, Ajuringano, and I was commuting from Ajuringano to um, Cantonment at the time, every day. And I, I, I grew up in Koforidia, and there's no traffic in Koforidia, like, at the time. Well, now there's just a little, but it's not compared to the one we have here. But when I saw the traffic in Accra, first of all, I was shocked like, that something like this exists, and people still <laughs> commute all the way. Why do people have to go through all this? And as, we were, as I was going to school every day, I said, I was just saying in my heart that, God, I cannot do this. Like, I intend to work in a car, but I cannot be doing this every day. Traffic is not my portion. These were things I was saying. I wouldn't go to God in prayer, like kneel down and go and sit. But these were things I was saying in my heart. But at the time, I had joined KCF. At the time, I was, I, was, I mean, I, had, I, had just, I was just learning things from, because I had just joined KCF. And so I knew that, oh, when you pray... God hears you. So I was very much on fire for the Lord. And I was in constant fellowship with him. So at the time, these were the things in my heart that I wouldn't necessarily go down on my knees to tell God. 
But fast forward to the time that um, I, I graduated and I got a job, where I was working and where I was working and where I was living, it wasn't close. However, I didn't have to sit in traffic. I think that that is largely because of um, because I had fellowship with him at the time. The things, the desires of my heart, God chose to honor them, and so I, I was working in a place where. I wasn't required to be at work specifically at 8. And so I didn't have to drive through traffic like everybody else. And so what I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this just to encourage us that even the desires of your heart, if you are in constant fellowship with God, he takes them to heart as well. And you will see them manifest in your life. Also, I want us to look at, Dan, to look at the life of Daniel, Prophet Daniel, so let's look at Daniel 6, verse 7. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Amen. So some people didn't like Daniel and they wanted to put him in trouble. We all know the story of Daniel. So they decided to um, urge the king to set a certain decree so that Daniel will fall into the trap and then he'll be put in the lion's den and then he'll be done away with. But, um, okay, please let's read verse 10. Verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Amen. Amen. So um, Daniel had a relationship with God that the decrees of the world like, had nothing on it. He couldn't be bothered. I was wondering, like, why didn't he just enter your room, close your windows, and just say your prayer to God? But he decided to open his windows like he knew the God that he had the relationship with and so he couldn't be bothered by the decree he knew that even if he had to face the consequences of the law this God that he said he had he, he, he had this audacity of faith that this God will save him regardless even if he doesn't I'm fine with it because of the relationship we had with God that's the point that um, God wants us to get to, to really, to really spend time with him so that it bets in us a certain um, faith level to be able to go through the, the challenges that life poses at us. So you realize that Daniel prayed, he was put in the lion's den, and the lions could not do anything to him. Because truly, the prayer works. Truly, the God that Daniel serves came in to save him. Because he, Daniel, the Bible says that he went into his room as the last um, sentence says, as was his custom since early days. This is something he's been doing consistently. It's not a one-off thing. So consistency really pays off. You will see the results of your prayer if you are consistent. Amen. Um, I find... Okay, so... So I came to encourage you that um, whatever you have been praying about, that if you are consistent and you keep 
keep, keep at it. God will definitely come, come through for you. Amen. Apostle has been telling us, I don't know, um, I've not heard it in a while, but he's, he used to tell us that take your tablet. And these tablets were your prayer tablets. So some people were supposed to take one hour. You start with one hour, so that's one tablet a day. Then you, you keep growing two hours, three hours. So I just came to remind us to go back to taking our tablets of prayer every single day as much as possible. Amen. Amen. So the last thing I'll talk about is what happens when we pray. So prayer brings direction. So when we pray, God, like I said, God speaks to us when we pray. He shows us the way. Now, if, um, if you've been in this ministry for a while and you've known me for a few years, you know that in my former job, I had, I had been looking forward to leave the company for the longest time. But every time I wanted to leave, Apostle will tell me, and it's not like I went to him to tell him that Apostle, please, I want to leave my job. But he will catch me some way, somehow, and tell me that it's not time. It's not time. Let's pray. It's not time. It's not time. Now, I, 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 I at a point, I didn't understand why Apostle was doing that to me because he was allowing, I felt like other people are able to leave, you know, he's allowing other people then. As for me, every day is no time, it's no time. But finally, one day it was time, amen. And even when it was time, it came with a condition. And the apostle said, you can't, you can't resign until you have another offer. And I'm like, hey, I don't even know where I'm going to get this new job from, honestly. I just really wanted to leave. And I couldn't be bothered about the consequences. But thank God for my father in the Lord who... Gave me through by the I mean by the leading of God, gave me this direction that you can't leave until you have a new job. And so, um, why am I? I'm sharing this because I got the new job eventually by some miraculous means. Because I got an offer, the first offer I got, I didn't like it, and I know that if I had resigned. If the condition, Apostle hadn't added that condition, I would have resigned and then that first offer I would have taken it because then I would have been desperate to take any job. That first offer was to work for a bank. That I, I really know that I would have, by now I would have left like less than six months, I would have been frustrated. So I thank God that the condition was there. Now, if that condition was not there, I would have taken that offer. This is what prayer does. It brings direction. And then the final offer that I got was it exceeded my expectation and it was in line with exactly what God had prophesied had said to me through the man of God that he's going to give you more than you have ever desired when it comes to a job so relax and wait on him and that's exactly what happened so I'm I'm, I'm, so basically what I'm just trying to encourage us is that let's pray because when we pray, we'll get direction for our lives. Because a lot of the times, the challenges that we go through in life is because we took decisions ahead of God. But if we spend time in prayer, if we wait on God and we hear from him, we would know. And we would know where to go and what to do. Also, the last thing I'll talk about is um, that prayer builds in us a certain faith level, what I would call the audacity of faith. So, and also, I'll use my own example for this last one. 
So I, when I finished HSC, I decided to um, attempt ACCA. And my first paper was business law. Um, my lecturer came, very highly recommended. We went through the course. I did business law in Ashesi, which I like, so I thought ACCA business law is nothing new. Now, we went through the course, and then the lecturer gave us our first mock exam. The mock exam was very difficult, and honestly, like almost the whole class bombed. I bombed. Okay, that time... We had just finished Ashesi, and I think we had just started these Saturday meetings, KCF Saturday meetings. And these meetings were, like, I, I, they are meetings that changed my life. And they are meetings that built a certain um, boldness and courage in me about my relationship with God. These meetings were basically um, encouraging us to spend time with God, and then we'll hear from God, and whatever God tells you, walk with it. And this is what I knew. Now, it was time for me to take my ACCA, uh, business law. I wrote the exam, and I knew that, that what I wrote on the paper was nothing to write home about. Like, I knew that the paper really worked me, and I didn't know what I wrote on the paper. But regardless, when I came out of the room, if you ask me how did the paper go, I'll tell you that it worked me, but I'll pass. And I, I didn't even understand myself. At a point, I even asked my friend, that, ah, am I being proud? Because... I know that this paper, it rocked me. But I'm still saying that I'll pass. It's like, I know in my heart of hearts that I cannot feel. Why? Because I've learned, and, and I've learned that God will not disappoint. I've learned that nothing works against me. And in prayer, I have, I've, I've, I've sought the face of the Lord, and I have prayed about this exam. And God said to me that you will, you will make it. You will pass. And that's all I needed. And I couldn't be bothered about what I put on the paper. Okay, I'm not saying this to encourage anybody that don't learn, just pray and go and write your paper. No, I learned very hard. It just rocked me anyway. But I believe that God was trying to teach me a lesson to show me that his word is enough. What he says is enough. You understand? So let's, let's, let's take his, his word seriously. The Bible says in, maybe that's my last scripture, Psalm 138 verse 2b. Psalm 138 verse 2. I will worship toward your temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Amen. So he says that God has magnified his word above his name. So his, when he speaks, he doesn't joke with it. He's not, he guards his word to make sure that it actually is accomplished. So it's not because of you or I that he will bring that his credibility down. When he releases a word to you in prayer, he will follow through to make sure that it happens. And so let's, 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 let's um, rise up in prayer. Let's rise up in prayer. Let's, let's be consistent in prayer. If we want to see and experience the, the healing power, the, the power of God that says he's provided, if we want to encounter the God of impossibilities, let's rise up in prayer and let's, let's encounter this God. Let's receive from him. And whatever we receive from him, let's run with it. And I believe that once that is done, um, life will be much easier than it currently is. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be full of challenges, but he will give us what it takes in prayer and definitely in, in, in the word. He will give us what it takes to overcome the issues of life that we come across as we go through life. Amen. Amen. Um, please, let's rise up for a short 
time of prayer. And we want to briefly pray that God will take us back to that place of fellowship. If you, I mean, you know your prayer life more than I do. We are praying that God would rekindle that fire. He will rekindle. If the fire was never there, then he should start that fire. That place, he should take us back to that place of fellowship. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this grace, Lord, and for this call to come back to you, Lord. We come to you, Lord. We come to you, Lord. By your grace and by your mercy, Father, Lord, bring us back, O Lord. Take us to that place of prayer. Revive, rekindle. Lord, revive our spirits. Revive our souls in prayer. Revive our prayer lives, Lord. Revive our minds in prayer. Revive our hearts in prayer. Take us back and restore to us, O Lord, that zeal, that grace, O Lord, of prayer, of consistency and persistency. We pray that, Lord Jesus, our lives, O Lord, shall be shaped in my prayer. We want to continue to pray. We're asking God that as we pray, as we come back to that place of fellowship, we're asking that every desire of our hearts, that the things on our hearts, as we fellowship with him, he should give us a direction. Oh, if it is healing that you desire from the Lord, let's ask him to touch us this morning. If it is his provision that you need, let's pray that God will visit us with his provision because he's a God who provides. And he says that when we pray, he answers us, he hears us. So let's pray that the Lord will hear us and come to our aid this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word that says that to cast our curse onto you because you care for us. We roll our burdens. We roll every burden in this house. This morning, Lord God Almighty, we roll every burden onto you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Let every need here be met, Lord. I release your right hand upon your people right now. We rebuke every works of the devourer. We destroy the works of the enemy. We make way where there seems to be no way. In the name of Jesus, I release healing. I release deliverance. I release your grace, Father, to meet your people at the point of their knees. Feed your people, strengthen your people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let doors, oh Lord, of deliverance and answers be opened. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. We are praying. Father, we thank you for revival in our prayer lives. Father, we are praying that in our midst here, if there's anybody with pain in their body, Lord, we are praying that your healing power will visit your people. Father, we are praying that your healing power will visit anyone with pain in their body. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for revival. We thank you for your provision. We thank you that our prayer lives are revived, that our fellowship with you are revived. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Let's get up for the woman of God. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.